Hello and good day, everybody. This is Kyla, and today on The State of Health, we're delving into the world of outpatient treatments for COVID-19, specifically focusing on an intriguing medication known as inhaled fluticasone. The State of Health is a semi-weekly podcast and publication where we talk about the most important news and research in medicine and healthcare. For more information about our YouTube channel, newsletter, and publication, go to stateofhealth.care. Welcome back to The State of Health. As we all know, the pandemic has put a significant strain on hospital resources worldwide. The necessity for effective outpatient treatments for COVID-19, therefore, cannot be overemphasized. One treatment that has garnered attention is the utilization of inhaled glucocorticoids. However, their effectiveness in hastening symptom resolution or preventing severe outcomes amongst outpatients with mild to moderate COVID-19 remains unclear. Today, we're going to dive into the results of a recent study that sought to shed light on this very topic. This study was a decentralized, double-blind, randomized, placebo-controlled platform trial conducted in the United States. The aim was to assess the potential of repurposed medications in outpatients with confirmed COVID-19. The study involved non-hospitalized adults, 30 years and older, who had at least two symptoms of acute infection that had been present for no more than seven days before enrollment. Participants were randomly assigned to receive inhaled fluticasone, a dose of 200 micrograms once daily for 14 days, or a placebo. The primary outcome was the time to sustained recovery, defined as the third of three consecutive days without symptoms. Of the 1,407 participants enrolled, 715 were assigned to receive inhaled fluticasone and 692 to receive placebo. In the final analysis, 656 and 621 from each group, respectively, were included. Now, on to the results. There was no evidence that the use of fluticasone resulted in a shorter time to recovery than placebo. To put it into perspective, the likelihood of benefit, defined as a hazard ratio greater than 1, was 0.56. Furthermore, a total of 24 participants in the fluticasone group experienced urgent care or emergency department visits or hospitalizations, compared with 13 participants in the placebo group. No deaths occurred in either group and adverse events were uncommon. So what's the bottom line here? After examining the results of this comprehensive study, we can distill several key points. First, the use of inhaled fluticasone did not significantly hasten the recovery process for outpatients with mild to moderate COVID-19 symptoms. This was quantified by a hazard ratio of 0.56, implying that the likelihood of benefit from fluticasone was less than expected. Second, the number of participants who needed urgent care, emergency department visits, or hospitalizations was higher in the fluticasone group when compared to the placebo group. This indicates that the use of fluticasone did not prevent severe outcomes amongst outpatients with COVID-19. These findings are important as they contribute to our understanding of outpatient treatments for COVID-19. They clearly indicate that while fluticasone may have its place in the world of medicine, its use as an outpatient treatment for COVID-19 may not be as effective as once thought. This could potentially shift the focus towards exploring other medications or treatment methods for managing COVID-19 symptoms in outpatients. Of course, it's important to remember that this is one study and more research may be needed to further confirm these findings. But for now, these results serve as a valuable piece in the puzzle of understanding how best to treat and manage COVID-19. Anyways, friends, that is going to do it for today's State of Health. If you enjoyed this, please do me such a huge favor. Click those like and subscribe buttons. And if you're listening as a podcast, go consider leaving a review or a five-star rating. Don't forget to check out stateofhealth.care for more relevant medical news and content. Until next time, keep your curiosity peaked and your stethoscope close.